Well, good morning, afternoon, or evening, my friends, and welcome to Smoking and Toasting. It's the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Those are three of my favorite things. Yes, and you know what? They're very, very high on my list <laughs> as well. Uh, show number 56, and welcome to it. We are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave. In Houston, soon to be open in Fort Worth. we got to get the uh, details on Fort Worth and get our uh, live Fort Worth show planned. Yeah, that's get our road awesome. trip going on. Yep, that's going to be awesome. Uh, and we are uh, just big fans of theirs, and they're big fans of ours. So it's uh, uh, one of those little deals that works out really well. Speaking of big fans, I'm a big fan of my friend and co-host, Mr. Ian Berry. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing great, I missed man. you last week. Yes, now we had a week off we without did. a show. Uh, both you and I were traveling last week, and then next week we're going to make up for it by doing two shows. So it's, <laughs> it'll all even out. It'll all even comes out, out in the wash, right? Yep, that's right. Uh, but we're really excited about today's show because uh, we are uh, broadcasting live from the balcony of the eighth floor of the One Park Place building downtown Houston, which overlooks Discovery Green. You can see the Marriott Marquis and the pool there, which is a pool. People in other states will have to just understand and go with this it's a pool in the shape of texas yes uh, it's it's a, actually a, a lazy river in the shape of texas so you can get in there and float basically it around has the a shape continual float the all the way around state. the edge yeah. of the pool we in can, the shape of the state we can kind of see el paso there <laughs> what, we can, what we can see i think but uh, but yeah uh, there's no other state that would do that and some states that would be kind of boring. Can you imagine, like Utah? I think it's just like a rectangle, right? You know, right. it wouldn't be that exciting. But speaking of El Paso, I just want to point out: if you drive from here to El Paso, you are exactly halfway to, to California. California. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. So we are based in Houston, Texas, uh, Houston, Texas, but we're listened to uh, all over the place, and so uh, we try to mix things up and bring in. You know, things to smoke and drink and sample from all over the uh, country and, and even all over the world. And today I think we're going to do that really, really well. Uh, first of all, though, we should say that we're psyched about this show because uh, Austin Moore is here and Austin is with Rocky Patel Cigars. I'm pretty excited this about that. This is going to be a great show because I've been a big fan of Rocky and his whole line of cigars for a very long time. So I'm psyched about that. It would be great to ask uh, Austin some questions about uh, what's going on with Rocky Patel and the company and uh, the brands, the the cigar lines that he just seems to continue to crank out. Right. And, of course, one of my all-time, like, Desert Island cigars is a Rocky Patel. So we'll talk about that, too. Um, so we're excited about that, and then we're excited about our tasting. We're going to taste from all over the United States today, uh, beer-wise. Um, we'll be tasting the community beer company Silly Ghosts. That's from Dallas. Nice. Silly ghost. Yeah, it's a, it's a tangerine wheat ghost. Nice. So that should be interesting. Uh, from Baltimore, Maryland, and the Heavy Seas Brewing Company will be tasting their Crossbones Session IPA. I have never even heard of Heavy see, Seas See, see, this, this, this is exciting. This, this is, is we new. Do. We bring it all in, yes. And then finally, from Missoula, Montana, Big Sky Brewing Company. We'll be tasting the Ivan the Terrible 2016 Imperial Stout. Oh, that sounds fun. So, yeah. When I saw this beer, I was like, I don't even have to taste it to know. Ian's going to love <laughs> this. It's going to be so, pretty fun. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think it's going to be really good. And so, now, I brought a bottle of gin today, actually. Yeah. Brought, so gin is a little bit different for us. We've done gin before, but not as often. This is a barrel-aged gin. We're going to talk about this later, but it comes from uh, uh, from Smithville, Texas, of oh, all places. It's a little town. Um, about two thirds of the way between here and Austin, 
One of the things that I have noticed, and I've been doing a, a bit of traveling here in the last few months, is that everywhere you go now, and sometimes in the smallest of places, the smallest of towns, there are craft breweries and craft distilleries. You take a city like Houston, we've got, what, maybe like a dozen breweries in the greater Houston area now? Mm-hmm. But you'll go into some of these really cool, funky little small towns in the middle of nowhere, like Smithville, for example. Right, exactly. And there's a distillery <laughs> and, right and there. there's a distillery <laughs> right there, and they're making really quality stuff. So uh, so it's really exciting. I, I can't wait to taste this uh, this gin and see how it how it matches up to the big boys. That's one of the fun things to do. So our last show... We were live at uh, Casa de Monte Cristo Cigars mm-hmm. uh, in Houston. It was right after uh, Hurricane Harvey had swept through Houston. And we uh, had a sort of a hurricane party. Those guys didn't really take any damage. You and I were both fortunate We got lucky, enough. yeah. We got lucky. But there obviously has been huge devastation. Now the huge devastation from Hurricane Irma. And so, uh, again, we don't want to turn into the Weather Channel. But I thought it might be, uh, I thought it might be appropriate to take a look at what Hurricane Irma has done and what Hurricane Harvey has done uh, in terms of its effect on cigars and tobacco. Mm-hmm. Because there is going to be some effect. Cuba's prime growing region in the Pinar del Rio province, uh, they say, has escaped any serious effects from the close call with Hurricane Irma. People were really worried that it could devastate growing conditions for several years, wow. depending on how bad the, uh, how bad the uh, infrastructure and stuff was damaged. Uh, as of the last report in uh, Cigar Aficionado magazine, uh, they said communications with Havana are still difficult, but they were able to speak to uh, the owner of, uh, a, and I'm going to butcher this because this is not a, uh, a name I'm familiar with, but the, but the owner of an establishment down there, he said, we've had no problems here at all, a lot of wind. Some rain, but nothing serious. There are other tobacco-growing regions in Cuba to the east of Havana. Uh, that was an area that was hit pretty hard by Irma, uh, but that crop is not in the ground yet. These these growers in these uh, regions in Cuba and in the uh, Dominican and in uh, Honduras and Nicaragua, they actually wait to plant the crops until almost the end of hurricane season, specifically for that right. reason. So it's, it's a really smart thing when you think about how, how devastated an entire crop could be. Uh, Florida, however, not so uh, lucky. In fact, uh, Hurricane Irma hit Naples really, really hard. There's uh, a lot of cigar companies uh, that are based there. Uh, Miami was spared the heart of the storm, but the impact, the power outages, absolutely huge. Uh, Miami Gardens, where Padilla Cigars is, uh, Tampa, uh, Arturo Fuente Cigars is there. Mm-hmm. There's so many companies that are, at the very least, without power. And in some cases, you got to just wonder, like, how much damage is enough? One of the things that were in Houston, uh, it, they were talking about in Houston was some businesses might not rebuild. They might just move elsewhere. Right. And so you have to wonder about that. Um, I, I know, and we're going to be uh, talking about Rocky Patel cigars with Austin uh, in in our next segments. But uh, Austin, uh, Rocky Patel uh, headquarters is is that Naples? Right, is it's right? Uh, Benita Springs. Okay, so it's kind of ground zero from what I'm all reports I can find. Have you had any communication uh, with the guys there? Yeah, since a little bit. Talked to Nish, uh, Rocky's brother, um, and Dave Bullock, our uh, head of sales and uh, VP of sales. Uh, pretty much, you know, everybody just kind of a mass exodus. Right. Um, our power's out, but all we put all our cigars, got them off the floor. So there's nothing as far as, you know, our inventory that got damaged. Uh, we got a big warehouse, 
uh, two floors and all that. So we got it all off the ground. Uh, we just can't get anybody to it. We can't get power to the building. Mm-hmm. We can't put right. in orders. We can't process orders. Obviously, UPS is not going to be running. And, well, and that was one of the know, things that the uh, article in Cigar Aficionado was saying is that even in places where they didn't take damage to the structure or to the inventory, it, it, shipments are shut down for a while. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And then also, I mean, these people have families. they got to take care of their homes, their kids, and, you know, make sure they got power to them or whatever they need to do, you know. And uh, But as far as cigar shortage, you know, or any damage to our product, we haven't haven't had any thankfully so well one of the things we also um you know when we were at casa de monte cristo it was a fairly jovial show everybody was in a good sort of a post-hurricane mood uh but the fact is not all houston tobacconists have been as lucky as the guys at casa de monte Mm -hmm. cristo were um the uh folks from cigar town off eldridge parkway were less than two miles from the barker reservoir those guys got hit really hard their shop got ravaged by more than 12 inches of mm. flood water, that's tough. They are, they may have had more damage than any of the other uh, places that I know of, but uh, there's a number of different places that were uh, that were affected. Our uh, our buddy um, uh, down at McCoy's Fine Cigars, uh, those guys they didn't get any water, but they had to close while yeah. downtown was essentially underwater. So business was off uh, for a while, and I understand the briar shop had to shut down for several days too over in. Rice Village, and I'm sure that there were more. Uh, we haven't talked to our friends out in League City to see how the Man Cave guys fared the storm. Right, but I Mike know out of Friendly Fire. Or yeah, any of those right. Guys. I, I know there's been uh, a lot of places that took water, and I'm only I can only assume everybody puts the cigars up, right? You go into the humidor yeah, and, and you you put them all on the higher shelves. You would think so, but yeah, uh, Cheryl and Dan over at Cigar Town, they got torn up pretty good you know i mean there's nothing nothing you can do about that they i think they got hurt because they were close enough to the reservoir yeah, they're, yeah they're that just, when they kept releasing yeah, more water exactly. to keep the, the reservoir, reservoir from was, yeah uh, i know briar shop got a little bit in there they're okay i was in there the other day and uh they're back in business and no no damage to the cigars um and then uh if you guys know charlie down at havana alley in galveston yes they i heard a, he got it's devastated a, it's, a, it's a uh the building is up on a pretty big foundation so it's up about three feet it got into the right at the front door but it was okay there's a little downstairs area and some of the uh locker members lost some of their stuff Mm -hmm. um but his humidor is good and he uh which is good because he got he got beat up pretty bad during ike right and he was in that other store over by um i guess closer to closer to broadway i guess is the Mm -hmm. street name Mm -hmm. and uh i think he had five six feet he had to start all over yeah which is tough i yeah. mean it's it's tough to start all over if it's your home it's really hard to start all over when it's <laughs> your business because you got to stock back up again you know yeah. and that's not yeah. that's not easy or cheap so it's a, so it's a tough thing so our hearts uh, obviously go out to everybody that was affected and i think all in all in the greater houston area the tobacconists were pretty lucky haven't heard any reports from florida so far but i can only imagine some of those shops got hit pretty hard. So we'll, we'll kind of keep you posted on that as uh, cigar fans and aficionados all over the country are you know, just banding together. And you know what? If your favorite cigar shop took some damage and they're back open for business, go in and buy a box. Seriously, it's time to, it's time to help these people out because they're, uh, they're struggling a little bit and just, just like everybody. Yep. That's, a, that's a pretty uh, tasty way to uh, help out with hurricane <laughs> relief efforts, don't you think? All right, we are going to uh, take a quick break. We'll be back. We'll uh, be tasting some silly ghosts from the community beer company in Dallas and lighten up our Rocky Patel cigars 
Uh, it's smoking and toasting. Sounds awesome. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasted. It's show number 56, Rocket Patel Cigars on the Balcony. And uh, Ian and I have just lit up our smokes. Uh, you got to see the excitement of Ian lighting a cigar on uh, Facebook Live if you were uh, watching the show on Facebook Live. I'm actually pretty good at it. <laughs> and we're really, really stoked to have uh, Austin Moore from Rocket Patel Cigars on the program. Uh, Austin, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks me. for jumping in there with the... Uh, with the uh, hurricane uh, cigar report uh, in the yeah. first in the first segment. Uh, by the way, we are um, we're available all over the place, including by the way, now up and active, uh, the Smoking and Toasting YouTube channel. And we were talking uh, before the show about how you can find anything on YouTube, and now you can find Smoking and Toasting as well. And of course, one of the easiest ways to listen to the show is on TuneIn. Just go to TuneIn and search Smoking Apostrophe. And and when you put in the word and it'll come up. That's like that's when it goes. Oh, you mean this show? And uh, it's really easy to find, real easy to listen to, and you can favorite it so it'll be right there, and you can listen any any time. We're also available on iTunes and Google Play, and uh, we're uh, heard weekly on Radio Brave at radiobrave.com. So uh, Austin Rocky Patel, how'd you get started with this particular cigar company? This wasn't your first uh, cigar. Uh, rodeo was it well it, it is it is and it isn't uh, i mean i've been with the company 10 years uh my dad he uh go back about when i was 17 so 1997 98 around there my dad was getting into the business doing cigar cutters ashtrays and you know all sorts of tchotchkes and whatnot and he uh it's a funny story that better if rocky told it or nish told it but my dad <laughs> Drove all the way to Florida, knocked on the door, and said, I want to be your rep. Wow. <laughs> and uh, they, told, they told him to go away. Rocky's parents were in town from India. And he kept coming. He came back the next day and said, I want to rep your cigar. And then finally they gave him some samples and told him to go away. And, uh, and he worked his way back home, and he started working for them. I was in high school at the time, and then I left for college, uh, went out to Auburn, and then uh, got in the, the journalism business. I was a sports writer for a while. And I uh, got sick and tired of it, and Rocky was starting to pick up right about then. That was, you know, kind of when the vintage lines started coming out. Mm-hmm. The uh, we had mm-hmm. the old World Reserve, Maduro yes, Corojo, and it was right, yeah, right around that era. And he, you know, offered me a job, which he's the last person to offer me a job, so I took it <laughs> and uh, started repping Rocky Patel, Cusano cigars, Eddie Ortega. Um, it was EO, Eddie Ortega, and Eric Espinosa. And all those 601 brands. Mm-hmm. So you're more like an independent guy at right, that point, right? Right, 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 right. So, yeah, it's uh, independent. And uh, I had, at that time, my first year I had Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. And then after a while, it just became Texas. And then after after Rocky got bigger and bigger, it became South Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I go down to the Valley and, and all those areas, and as well as Austin, San Antonio, and Houston. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so I've been with Rocky for, like I said, 10 years. And then I had Cusano. Cusano got bought out by Davidoff. And after that, um, they gave me the opportunity to come in-house. So I work directly for Rocky Patel now. That, that's right. really cool. So so when you go to the company uh, uh, Christmas party, it's uh, it's at Rocky's house. It can be. <laughs> Actually, it's at his, uh, his uh, cigar bar called Burn oh, uh, cool. in nice. Naples, which is it's a blast. I bet. Um, and they carry everybody's cigars in there, but it's a... Uh, uh, just a fantastic little atmosphere in, in downtown Naples. 
Um, I think it's downtown Naples. Anyway, it's in Naples. I, I may have told the story before on the show, so I'll try to keep this really short. But uh, back in the, oh, I don't know, I want to say early 2000s, uh, it was when the uh, Vintage series uh, had not yet come out but was about to. Uh, I was uh, living up in the Boston area, and I went to a uh, cigar dinner that was put on by uh, I think Two Guys Smoke Shop up in uh, yeah. up in yeah. uh, up in New Hampshire. And uh, I used to go up there and shop. Like the guys, they're super friendly. Uh, they were doing a cigar dinner. They go, "Why don't you come to the cigar dinner? It's cheap. You get food, you get cigars." I was like, "Okay." So I went up to it, sat at a table. You know, they had uh, place cards for you if you'd registered up for the show. So found my place card, sat at the table. Guy walks up next to me. Sits down, starts chatting me up about cigars. It's Rocky Patel, mm-hmm. who I didn't know. I mean, I had read his name as being the guy from Indian Tobacco Cigars. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but Rocky Patel wasn't the cigar industry name then that it is today. He reached into his suit pocket and handed me a vintage and okay. said, this is going to be coming out in about a month. You should try it and see if you like it. Now, I bet I'm not the only guy with this story, but I smoked it and it was amazing, and I became a huge fan of the line it's, ever since. Uh, that line's crazy. I mean, that line saved his company. It was, I bet. you know, we had Indian tobacco, and we had, you know, all sorts of lines: the baboon, the chimp, the I mean, all sorts of stuff. You wouldn't believe what they were coming out with. And it was during the cigar boom when he started. Yes, and you know, he was an entertainment tough, lawyer and, and tough time to survive in the right, cigar right. business. And, you know, you know, people were just, you know. Gringo wants it. They're going to put it out. You know, they just made tons of it. And just crap cigars kept coming out and coming out. And then, uh, you know, Rocky kind of took a different angle and wanted to up the quality. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's been his mantra. It has been to this day. You know, it's, that's how he tries to and does separate himself from a lot of people. I think the first Rocky Patel I ever had was the Vintage 92, I think it is. Okay. Well, the 92, I mean, people thought, you know, here you are in an industry where you're, you know, Ortegas and, you know, you know, Fuentes and names, you know, you know. And then you got a guy with an Indian name, right? you got a guy named Rocky Patel coming out. He says, I'm going to put my name on a cigar. And people thought he was crazy. Yeah. I could see that. And, you know, here and that's still one of the best lines in the industry and one of our best lines in our catalog. And the 99s, the 90s, and 92s. And now we've added the 2003 and the new one, the 2005. And it's uh, still strong. In your personal opinion, which of those year editions do you think is the best? Depends on what you're looking for. They're all pretty mild. I like the 99. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 99, it's a Connecticut shade. It's the oldest true Connecticut shade in the business. Hmm. Um, a lot of Connecticut shade are Connecticut seed, but grown in Ecuador. And uh, But it's, it's, it's got a lot of flavor for being mild. Most mild cigars you're just kind of bored with. You right. know, and but this one has a lot of stuff that'll kind of keep you interested, you know, whatever that may be. You know, it's and uh, there's so many more things in the Rocky Patel line. I mentioned one of my very favorite cigars in the entire world is a Rocky Patel, uh, and then of course there's the whole story of the Edge and how that came to be. So I want to get into that in a few minutes. But uh, first, we we want to taste the beer in this segment, and so uh, Ian has already opened uh, from Dallas, Texas. The this silly is goes. the silly goes. Yes. From Community Beer Company. Right. It says right here, slightly tart wheat beer with tangerine and apricot. Ah, very interesting. It is tart. It is tart. You taste the first. So he's already taken the first taste. (laughs) And he says it's tart. I don't get a whole lot on the nose, to be honest. Like some some of the uh, sour and tart beers, like you really can smell it up front. Not really getting that with this. I get a little bit of apricot. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You can get the apricot, though, once you take that first uh, taste. Apricot first and then the tangerine, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, the tangerine later on for man. Uh, oh, wow. It's actually really refreshing. It I'm is. I'm surprised at how refreshing it is. It has a surprisingly big mouthfeel to it as well. Mm-hmm. Good for a hot day. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. You know, I don't often think of wheat beers as being like, hey, it's really hot outside. We've got some wheat beer in the cooler. Let's let's <laughs> pop the top. Right? But this would be great, like right. around and, the pool. And wheat beer usually yeah. has a bit of a lingering finish. This actually right. has that little bit of sour on the end and then just kind of drops it's right actually off. It's quite delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say I really like this. And I was I was a little concerned because I struggle sometimes with wheat beers. I, I uh, the That finish... Feels a little bitter and 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 sort of cloying to me on a lot of wheat beers, but uh, I'm not getting any of that on this one. No, that's that's yeah. a pretty nice beer. Yeah, that's, that's a fun one. That's very. It's good. called I, Silly Ghost. Silly Ghost. Yeah, I, I, it, it's another one of these that you almost have to buy to try it based on based the on name. the name, right? And that's what you know. I was in I was in the store uh, buying beers the other day for the show, and it just occurred to me like because of doing the show, we sort of like are constantly pushing to try new things it's tough to keep up even doing this like with there's so many new things that come out so it's it's part of our mission here is to taste these for you and at least guide right. you to you an idea something like. you might like or not like based on uh, based on how we can describe it at, at the very least so uh so what do you think silly ghost i think it's pretty good i'd buy it yeah yeah i would i would, I would buy definitely it try and it does especially taste like in it's the a summer. summery beer yeah, yeah a, especially yeah. in the summer. mine's gone <laughs> <laughs> I think that speaks for yeah, itself, exactly. right? <laughs> also, it uh, it matches up pretty nicely with the cigars. There's nothing in the uh, nothing in the uh, aftertaste or the finish that sort of lingers and conflicts with the cigar. They which work sometimes is a beer problem, right you know, around so. each other. Speaking of which, Austin, tell me about the cigar I'm smoking because this has really just hit its stride right yeah, here. Yeah, Sangro Maduro. Uh, we came out with that a couple years ago. Um, it's a uh, broadleaf Nicaraguan broadleaf wrapper on there. Uh, box pressed Maduro, um, and recently got rated number two in Cigar Aficionado in the top twenty-five of the year for this year. I guess for last year, this this uh, the last one that came out, right? Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. the last. Yeah, the I, was past getting, I was getting at last one. Um, it's uh, so far, it's really good. It had a um, a little bit of spice on the initial right, lineup, yeah, which is medium, which is calm out. It's definitely on the big side of medium as far as its smoke goes. It'll change on you, too. That's what I enjoy about it. It's a complex cigar where you're not going to get the same thing in the first yeah. inch that you are going to get in the second right. and Right, and, and it just went through a little bit. I'm about mm, three-quarters, almost an inch all into it, and it just had kind of an abrupt change, and it went to bigger, smoother smoke. I was going to say, uh, and I'm smoking a different one today, but I've, I've actually had several of those in a couple of different sizes. And one of the things I was most impressed by is it comes on pretty strong, but it has this sort of mellow center to it. I don't know yeah. quite how to, to to explain it, but it, it's like at the center of it is just this cool, like, yeah. yeah. You know, this sort of uh, easy smoking vibe. And yet it's not necessarily a mellow cigar. Like, it's got complexity in it. It stays interesting, you know? So. You'll notice Rocky Patel's stuff that we'll make strong cigars, but it's not for the sake of making it strong. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, there's a definitely a market for that, but it's, you know, it's a flavor that he's looking for. So, Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We will be back with uh, more beer as you can hear the trucks roll by. Uh, coming up next, the Heavy Seas Brewing Company, Crossbones Session IPA from Baltimore, and more talk about Rocky Patel cigars. It's smoking and toasting. The friendly folks at 
B&B Butchers and Restaurant on Washington Avenue in Houston and soon to be open in Fort Worth, Texas, are bringing you smoking and toasting. And bacon. Yeah, and bacon, yes. I and they do such a bacon. good job. Have you ever had the bacon? At, at I have. You get it on a... It's uh, so good. Oh, it's amazing. with the sandwich with a truffle oil sandwich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's a, we, just, we constantly talk about the bacon appetizer because it's just a plate of bacon. With the, uh, the blue cheese, yeah, with the blue cheese and the uh, the syrup, whatever yeah. that whatever truffle that truffle syrup, syrup stuff, yeah. stuff is, they put on there that yeah. is in fact a gift from the gods. It's pretty and, amazing. Yeah. And speaking of a gift from the gods, I have to tell you, I mentioned this about traveling. Uh, we I've had so much fun uh, traveling and checking out all the different beers that are available regionally that are not available, um, you know necessarily where we live because uh, we may talk about some of the beers that we get all the time here like a Carbach or a St. Arnold or something like that that uh, or Eighth Wonder uh, that aren't available where you guys live that are listening so one of the things we I, I want to figure out how to go on the on the internet and set up like the Napster of beer like wouldn't that be cool like you could like trade around beer be like be like be like file sharing only be beer sharing beer wouldn't that share. be awesome uh, so people can trade around beers. I want to try some of this stuff from, you know, all over the country, and I can't afford now, to now fly Chris all over Hart the place. Chris was telling me that they have a bourbon version of that, don't they? I think or they do, but I think that may be easier to pull off. Gotcha. All I know is I don't think I'm supposed to actually ship beer back to myself from another state, but I do anyway. Is that is that technically not? You mean you do like in theory? You do right? like in theory. Yes, I, <laughs> you would I, do it. I, 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 I would consider doing it if I were to ever want to break allegedly. a law that would that may you would actually exist. Yeah. yeah, but magically, some of it has appeared here, uh, and so we'll be trying one of those in this segment that I believe is only available in the uh, Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, Delaware area, and it's from Heavy Seas Brewing Company, and apparently. They are kind of the, for lack of a better way to describe them, maybe like the St. Arnold of that area. So looking forward to trying this, and I think Ian's about to open her up here. Can't do uh, it with here, this let in me, my hand. I can hold the microphone there for you, you because one of the important things about this show is we don't scrimp on sound effects. Yes, that's you know? right. Our sound effects are authentic. <laughs> yes, not to pay for that one either. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's no royalties that's, going that's, out for that. That's creative Ask commons. Cap's get you on that that's, one. that's creative <laughs> commons right there. Um, so while Ian's pouring this up, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, Austin, about the uh, about the Rocky Patel Edge. Now, the Edge, uh, you mentioned, I don't mem- remember if this was in between the segment or if you said this on the show, but you mentioned that the, when the, um, uh, the Vintage line came out, that it really reinvigorated the company. Uh, didn't that happen again with the Edge? Right, yeah, that sent us over the top for the most part. Um, you know, it got us really rolling. Uh, and then the decade came out after that, and we got a 95 rating, right. and then it really skyrocketed when the decade came out. But, yeah, The Edge was another one. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the story. I, I don't it's, really. The, the only thing that I know about The Edge is that it always came out at a very affordable price. At right, a time when, right, yeah. when yeah. a lot of premium cigars were starting to, like, push that 8 $9 mark, here it comes out, and it's more like a 5 $6 right, mark. Yeah, yeah, and it's we've tried to keep it that way as much as possible, you know. Um, but it is, and it's a, it's a high-quality cigar at that price. It's not a, a short fill or a right, sandwich right. you know, fill or anything of that nature. And it's got some complexity right. to it. It's not just a one-note sort of a, a blend, too. So, as I mentioned before, my dad got me into this business. Well, what we do at Rocky Patel is we send guys down to Honduras all the time. We have a mm-hmm. house down there. 
we're, uh, we just built another house. So this would be the third house we've had down there. Um, but we take everybody down there. We, uh, you know, basically you pay for your own airfare and we got everything else from there. We'll, uh, we'll, we got a bus full of beer and cigars, take an hour and a half, two hours to get down to, uh, it wasn't Don Lee, now it's El Pareso, Honduras. Anyway, so what we do when we're down there is we let everybody blend their own cigars. So you mm. blend your cigars, you get to write it down, and you, you, we have all of our... What a fascinating thing to do. Yeah, That's we have awesome. all our tobaccos that we use, and we let you choose from them, and you pick your filler, your binder, and your wrapper leaf. Now, if you're just the average cigar smoker going to do that you really don't know how any of these blends are going to work right you're just right. kind of you're smelling tobacco and going this seems nice let's try it so the funny thing about the edge is my dad was down there with a group this is this is a long time ago i think this is before maybe even well it was right around vintage came around and so my dad blended the edge <laughs> and really yeah, your we, dad blended right. the edge yeah it's a funny story <laughs> and uh so he goes in there and Takes it back home, and the next thing you know, him and Rocky are on the phone and talking about it. And then they uh, they went in, into works on that on the edge, and so it was wow. the edge Maduro, and then eventually the Corojo. I think right. it's Corojo first, Maduro later. Uh, I can't remember, but we have the blend written down. Yeah, I think a, the Maduro frame, came out later. Now in a frame uh, in my dad's office. That is so awesome. Yeah, That's so, fantastic. Here it is today. And and didn't it become like the company's bestseller right after? Oh it yeah, came out? I mean yeah. it still is. It's a you know it's a huge brand for us. I mean, all the edges. We Speaking have, of which, mm-hmm. aren't you smoking an edge right I am. now? Yeah, I got an edge Maduro as well. That's an edge Maduro, and it's uh, this is the this is the short one. What did you call this one? The B fifty two. A B fifty two. Yes. Shorter. Uh, mm-hmm. Fifty eight ring gauge. But I yeah, pretty and, big ring uh, gauge. But it's it's just a wonderful cigar. Like it's got it's got great. It's got way more complexity than you would expect at the price range of this right. cigar. And, and Rocky, uh, since then, in. we've uh, expanded the line quite a bit. We now have a, uh, a Habano wrapper, which has right. have the blue foot band. Mm-hmm. We have a Sriracha wrapper with the uh, red foot band. We have Edge Light, which is what I spoke about earlier as a Connecticut, mm-hmm. but this is an Ecuadorian Connecticut. Connecticut seed grown yeah. in Ecuador, um, Edge Light. And then we have a um, another one called the... Uh, Oh, I just forget. It's a. It was the Honduran cigar winner. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Um, so, answer me this question: What's the deal with the Edge counterfeit by Rocky Patel? Never heard of it. Really? <laughs> it's probably. Uh, I don't know. It's probably an online thing. Okay. Uh, that's my best guess. <laughs> I, I think the write-up that I read on it was something like Rocky knew people were gonna like try to knock off his popular edge cigar so he decided to do it himself that type of thing yeah over the years have come out with the same idea put it in a 100 mm-hmm. count box right you know, no originally didn't have any bands on it and right then, uh, and put, then you got the little a, foot, foot band. band yeah um yeah so there's been some people that have, that have done that can you buy the edge at all uh I, i'm obviously you can buy as many single as you want at the at a cigar place but can you Buy a box that's not a hundred bucks. We have some sizes that okay. are that way. We have a double Corona, and then a, uh, a robusto, and then it's actually the six by sixty. Okay, and so we have a six by sixty uh, called the Edge Battalion, and uh, you can get those in all the same, you know, Corojo, Maduro, and uh, you can get those in twenty wow. boxes, or you can buy the you know the big box. And <laughs> is and is the Edge still your bestseller? Yes. Wow. That's that's amazing because when did it come out? Like what year would that have been? It would have been I'm probably somewhere guess, around 2003 yeah, or two somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, it's you know it's just 
it's as consistent as it gets. It's one of those things where if you go, <laughs> if you go in the cigar shop and you don't have a lot of money to spend, you always know you yes. can you can kind of go inexpensive but still not get home and go, oh, man, why did I buy this? You yeah, just go mean? grab a handful of them yeah. and you're set. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have another beer. This is the uh, High Seas uh, Session IPA called Crossbones. And, Ian, you poured this one. I did uh, pour have it. You, have you taken a whiff yet? I took a whiff and I took a sip already. i got to tell you, I love the packaging on this. Mm-hmm. The uh, It has a, a little hops uh, on here with uh, the eye holes in the mouth of a skull and then crossbones with it, which is pretty awesome. If you're starting with the packaging, though, I'm thinking maybe you weren't crazy about the this beer. This is way too hoppy for me. Way too hoppy way for you. Too hoppy but this for is me. a session, so this shouldn't be as hoppy, nah, it's right? it's just all hop up front to me. Yeah, it is It is very much up front hops. What do you think, Austin? I like hoppy beers, yeah. so this one's yeah. about to be gone. To me, this is a little too too obvious one-dimensional. On our show, Ian, uh, I am the hops guy, and Ian is the uh, malt guy, basically. Yeah, see, I'm uh, the opposite of that. Uh, but, but this is, uh, I don't know, I, I find this pretty pretty refreshing, though, for a hoppy beer. Ian. I don't think it's undrinkable by any means. I mean, I'll, I'll drink it, but I wouldn't reach for, you know, a six-pack of those. I don't know if I would choose it over something like a St. Arnold Art Car, but it's it's right up there with some of the sessionable IPAs that I've had. I guess uh, <laughs> the, the rodeo clown. That's not a session, is it? No, no. That's, <laughs> I've got that's down, I've got you, down with the clown. You <laughs> are a hops man. That's you can, for sure. You can session that if you want. Yeah, yeah, you I might need to. That thing's dangerous. Well, we, I, I should have uh, because I uh, um, in. In theory, let's just put it this way. When this beer showed up anonymously at my house, uh, it also showed up with a uh, with a, an Imperial IPA. So I, maybe I should have – had I known you were a hops guy, I'd have brought the Imperial today. <laughs> I'm a first uh, available guy. But <laughs> <laughs> Whatever beer uh, you put in my hand. Uh, that's, that's really good. So um, – the Rocky Patel uh, Edge came out. Was the next big thing the Decade series? Was that was that what yeah, was next? Yeah, Decade. We, you know, our flagship or our, our you know highest end cigar at the time was the Old World Reserve. It was a uh, mm-hmm. came in a really cool box. Remember that? And yeah, it had, the, great... had the wax on the. Uh, yes, I remember that. And the, the band on, on that was real quick. Yeah, uh, real really, classy and too. actually, it had a. Uh, it was tobacco paper. It was uh, homogenized. Did they, did they say that oh, right? yeah. homogenized. Homogenized and. Uh, we had problems with people lighting it up. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, so we uh, we had that one. And that was like that was the big deal for us. And then Decade came out. Decade right. was a game changer, um, and so that kind of pushed the old world down a notch or two. And was Decade basically celebrating ten years of right, Rocky yeah, Patel? ten years in the business? Right, you know when Rocky Makes started sense. this thing. Um, and uh, it's been a horse ever since. Well, all right. There's still more in the line, and I want to talk about some of the some of the latest releases as well. Uh, but we have more uh, beer to drink and some gin to sample, and some isn't gin. that? Yes. Yeah. So, so we'll do gin time. next and uh, continue to talk Rocky Patel cigars uh, on the balcony, One Park Place, downtown Houston. This is smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toast, and we are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant on Washington Ave in Houston and soon to be open in Fort Worth and first Houston, then Fort Worth, then the world. That's the B&B motto. Their motto should just be, we have bacon. bacon. That should just be their motto. B&B. Uh, 
Bacon. We have bacon. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, it's Spoken to Toast, and we have uh, a number of really cool shows uh, that are going to be coming up, and we're really thrilled to have Austin Moore from Rocky Patels, one of my personal favorite cigar lines. I mean, it just it just doesn't get much better than Rocky for uh, for consistency. Uh, and, that makes and you very cool products. by proxy, yeah, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> that means we think you're cool. Uh, but we have, we have a number of really cool shows coming up. The, uh, uh, the folks from Lone Pint uh, Brewery, which is... My, that's my current favorite beer in the world is the Lone Pint Yellow Rose. That's they a are good going IPA. to be joining us. That is a great idea. It's a very good idea. That's one we agree on. So that's good. That's good. Um, uh, they're going to be on the show uh, coming up soon and also coming up soon. In fact, this may actually be uh, uh, in, the, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to be doing our Oktoberfest show. And what that will consist of is us trying as many Oktoberfests as we can in one show. So we'll be Ubering home. From the show yes. uh, that that particular day, uh, but I'm excited about Oktoberfest because uh, there are some really really good ones. We already sampled a couple of shows ago the uh, Oktoberfest that St. Arnold released, which is I, a I sample a, that one a regularly. Yearly favorite for both of us, yes. And now comes news that there's a new Oktoberfest being released by Piggly Wiggly, the supermarket chain. And I wanted to share this supermarket Oktoberfest. Yes, I wanted to share this mostly because I just love saying Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> uh, but no, they have uh, they are a grocery chain, and in Wisconsin, uh, the uh, Piggly Wiggly is a Wisconsin-based company. So in Wisconsin, they are doing a collaborative effort with Mob Craft, and they uh, already host a People's Choice Brat contest there every. Uh, Every October, and so now they're releasing their own Oktoberfest. So I would like to put this out to uh, any of our friends in Wisconsin. Uh, we will send you whatever Texas beer you want. We must try some Piggly Wiggly Oktoberfest. <laughs> we have to try the Piggly Wiggly. We have to. I mean, Rocky, it's just Rocky's a Wisconsin guy. Oh, yeah. is he from Wisconsin? Yeah, really? Green oh, Bay, wow. him and Nish. I did not actually realize that. So, so speaking of uh, speaking of Nish, uh, Nish is Rocky's brother, correct? And doesn't he have like a couple of other family members crafting yeah, cigars? Nimish, Nimish, right? Uh, yes, Nimish D. Nimish D. Yes. So now, uh, do those guys like really craft their cigars, or or because uh, I've had I've had the Nish cigars. They're they're, they're wonderful. All, they're all in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nish, he has his cigar line called Bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice full bodied smoke, uh, and then Nimish has a cigar called Nimmy D. Another full body smoke as well. Both real strong smoking cigars. And are those guys? So those guys really are family. It's not a oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty cool family business to yeah, be right? in. What oh, do you guys do? Oh, we make cigars. Sometimes I like to be a fly on the wall down there. It's <laughs> it's interesting. So uh, you mentioned that the headquarters is in Naples. Right. Is that where Rocky himself is based yes, out of? They all, all three he travels live, quite a bit. They right? all three live down there. Yeah, they, that's home base. Uh, but they're they're on the road nonstop. Yeah. But yeah. Nish has been. Really ramping it up the past few years. He's he's always somewhere every weekend. Wow, that's it's quite a life, really, when you're trying to keep a cigar brand relevant. And right, and yeah. you know when I'll say this when Rocky Patel cigars first. I mean, I think of them as sort of really emerging as a force to be reckoned with about the time the vintage series right. uh, came out. But if you think about how long ago that actually was, and how many upstart new cigar companies have come out and you know caught the you know the eye of the press and the uh, the buyers and you know had the big displays in the in the stores like it's got to be hard to stay relevant in that kind of world yeah you know, you know? It, one uh, on one end there's like 
somebody they, they always want something new they always want something new and then you know three or four years like oh it's, it's not the same you know it's right. not as good as when it first came out and whatnot and what i think we do is we uh, we keep it consistent you know it's, it's hard to do i mean it's a, this is a living organic thing well if you're and, still uh, if you're still able to sell the vintage series and the edge uh and and even the decades if those are still selling well enough that you haven't had to put them aside and launch new brands just for the sake of marketing right. and we like that we says like, something about you know, it and you know we like putting new brands out. We like trying to see what else we can do and hearing that. But those are definitely our that'll staples. keep you from getting stagnant, right? Too. We, yeah, we, no, they're always even, you know? they're always forward thinking. They're always trying to find something new and, and different. And you know, like recently we just put out a new uh, Dominican cigar. First time we've ever done anything from Dominican from the DR, really. Yeah. And what's that called? It's called Dark Dominican. Dark Dominican yeah, it came okay. out two years ago. And uh, how does uh, like how difficult is it to get? I mean, maybe for Rocky Patel Cigar Company, not as difficult as for others. But how difficult is it to get shelf space when you do something oh, that's, like that? That's what we do. That's what the reps and the guys on on the on the ground. You know, that's that's what we're fighting for. And, and you know, that's the biggest, the toughest question and the hardest thing you get from all these guys is, you know, why you know why us over the next guy and and right. And obviously, it should be because it sells, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, whether you like it or not, you know. And and we put a lot of effort into AR marketing. Uh, if you go to our website, RockyPatel.com, you'll see just some amazing stuff that we're always doing. We're always pushing. We're always advertising with Cigar Snob or you know, I love you know, the magazine, you know, the, the websites Half Wheel and all those guys. Uh-huh. Um, they're always pushing something out and putting on. And it, takes, it costs money, and mm-hmm. that's what a lot of the little guys can't do consistently. And so. Uh, and we were the little guy too for the longest right. time as well. And that's and that's where just hustle comes into play. And that's what Rocky and Nish and Nimish did in the early days is they just got after it. Well, I would right. think one of the toughest positions to be in would be being kind of in the middle because if you're the brand new little guy, people are going to want to stock you because they try it. have to have right. something something new for their customers to try. Or, if yeah. you're Arturo Fuente. You're an automatic because the brand, you know, has been around for years and people are going to expect your humidor to have that if you're a tobacconist. But in the middle, it's just where I would say it's probably the hardest to stay relevant. It is. Yeah. Um, You know, I think we're starting. We've gotten bigger every year. We're going to be bigger this year uh, than we've ever have been before. So that's that's the great thing about this company. Our trajectory is still going up. Well, and you're um, starting to get to a point now where the name is becoming one of those names. Right. One and of yeah. those, you and know, a, solid you names. Have we we had an yeah. identity crisis here for a while. You know, we weren't the small boutique anymore. Mm-hmm. And we weren't, you know, Fuente or General Cigar right. or something like that. And we don't want to be General Cigar. We want to be Rocky Patel Cigar. You know, right. that's first and foremost. Um, you'll see a lot of things that Rocky does on his end that I think, you know, warrants shelf space for Rocky is – you know, the guy's in Washington all the time fighting FDA. And, mm-hmm. and he spent just, I mean, an exorbitant amount of money just to get up there to be with lobbyists to fight, you know, to get to know the congressional, you know, the congressmen and to, you know, be there. and Because there's not many people really doing it. Not, there's a lot of people just not even giving a dime. Whereas right. Rocky's given a lot of his personal time and money to fight these, you know, these laws that are coming out and i think the cigar industry particularly the premium cigar industry is so misunderstood in all of this Absolutely, yeah. because yeah. people think of cigars they think of you know uh kids smoking those little you yeah know, grape roll uh, blunt grape or something roll. exactly <laughs> you know exactly and and i can understand why that's a concern but the type of cigars that 
you know, we talk about on this show that that your company puts out that you know the tobacconists that yeah. we uh, that we team up with and work with, like it's none of that stuff. It's it's a completely different experience. I mean, it's it's and it's, you don't see eighteen year olds. It's an art. Cigars. You know, yeah, I want to point out we had a Captain Obvious moment on our show at one point in time where you read off a, a, a report that the I FDA the FDA did. Uh, did a survey or did a uh, They spent all this money on a study, yes. To find out that 18 and under uh, don't, don't smoke, smoke premium, premium cigars. Premium cigars yeah, all. it's... It's like, duh. <laughs> like, exactly. You could have given me $1.50, I could have told you that, you know? I've never or, once walked into a corner store and a kid's like, hey, buy me a Rocky Patel. They, they, right. don't, <laughs> they don't realize that it's, you know, these aren't machine rolled things these are these are art forms these are guys that you know right have to spend years and years and years just to get an opportunity to roll a cigar and it goes through you know over 300 different hands from seedling to finished product and let's face it a premium hand-rolled cigar a good one is not going to be cheap hmm. so it's not like a it's not like a teenage habit yeah. you know what i, I mean get two packs of cigarettes yeah. for one cigar in <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have enough time in this segment i think to uh sample this gin why don't you tell us about this the dirty the- june 30 June Barrel Reserve Gin from Bone Spirits Distillery in in um, Smithville, Texas. Was this a distillery you were telling me about? Your you were driving back from somewhere. Your wife was driving, and you were sleeping. And I was she sleeping. Says, hey, there's in a, car. a distillery in the next town, and you go, okay, wake me up when we get there. Was that? Yeah, it was. It was kind of like that. Actually, what what happened is she went by. Uh, I was sleeping, and she went by a, a, a billboard. And she goes, hey, look this place up. And I grabbed her phone and, and just put it in her GPS and handed it back to her and went back to sleep. Woke up at the distillery. It was yeah, awesome. I, that. That, I, I have a dream sometimes where I wake up at the distillery. Right. But then I'm when I wake up and for real, I'm They have the quite a few uh, distillates to try. They have quite a few spirits to try. And uh, and I came back with a bottle of bourbon. We actually tried their bourbon on our show. It was, while good, back. It was quite good. Yes. <laughs> this wife of the year award. If I did that, I would end up in an Ikea. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But one of the ones we tried, and we bought some that day, um, was this a barrel reserve gin. Now, most gin is, you know, juniper flavored and, mm-hmm. and, and very clear and everything else. As you can see, this has a it's got an white amber, straw, uh, yeah, yeah white kind straw. of color to it, and a different flavor than you even expect from gin. It's got a real sort of fresh flavor to it, doesn't it? It's, I like that. It doesn't it's have a lot. Amazing. I don't like real floral gin, so it's right. Just, yeah, one that's it, right up there. I like that. The smell is amazing. It makes it's not good for mixing because it has too much of its own dis, very distinctive flavor. But it makes one of the best martinis I've ever had. Wow, this is delicious. Yeah, I mean, it's so the, good. The finish is so <laughs> yeah. different from what the original nose is on this. Right. You know, uh, and when you smell like just the nose, you can smell the gin. Like gin has a very distinctive smell, but it also has a little something else. And so I find like it has this oak finish that you never expect on a gin. On a yes, gin, I know, and it adds a lot of sweetness to the gin too. That's such a pleasant uh, departure from your standard gin. Now, obviously, this is a, uh, a a very, very much a craft gin. You know, a small batch craft gin because Bone Spirits is a a fairly small uh, distillery, correct? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, and they are their their big thing is they do from from farm to bottle. Are they available online? Do we know? Uh, Bonespirits.com, uh, it says on the bottle. So we'll check that out. But, uh, but wow, that's really good. I'm, I'm very impressed. And, again, I'm not a gin first guy. I like it, but it's not the first spirit I gravitate towards. So uh, to have something that good is, 
is very impressive. Okay, we have <laughs> a beer for Ian coming up in the final segment here. I can't and, wait. Uh, and more questions for uh, Austin Moore from Rocky Patel. This is Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back, my friends. It's smoking and toasting. Uh, we are smoking Rocky Patel cigars on the balcony. Uh, we're downtown at the One Park Place building, the eighth floor of the building. It's a gorgeous building, and the eighth floor overlooks uh, dis- the Discovery Green Park. People are down there walking their dogs, playing frisbee. I think there's a Zumba class going on somewhere. It's uh, uh, it's all very good. And Zumba is fun to watch, by the way. <laughs> Just you know, as a guy, you know, it's a fun thing to watch. So. Uh, so it's uh, it, it's a really nice afternoon. Actually, started out a little hot when we first started the show, but it has cooled off, and and uh, and so we're enjoying having yeah, these the Rocky Patel really cigars nice up here with a little bit of breeze and everything. Yes, absolutely. By the way, major news flash here, and I'm, I'm pulling this out because I want to make sure I've got the right information. Thank you. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to say this wrong. I don't want right. to say this wrong because it's a very important uh, topic. News flash. All right, drum Ireland, roll. yeah, if we had the little uh, drum roll machine here, Ireland is no longer the heaviest drinking country in the EU. What? Yes. Yes. The Irish may love their whiskey and Guinness, but apparently not quite as much as they used to, or at least they've been surpassed, according I can, to statistics. I can hardly doubt that they slowed down, though. Yeah, I'm thinking that. I'm like thinking someone may have gotten ahead, but I doubt they slowed <laughs> down. We're going to have an emergency well, congressional meeting. we got to fix this, guys. <laughs> you're going to have trouble with this next thing Our that I tell you. reputation is at stake. <laughs> you're going to have trouble with this next thing that I tell you, Ian. According to statistics compiled by the European Commission, Ireland is now 12th on the list of highest drinking nations in the EU, down from number one in 2000. Holy It's not just they dropped the number two or three. They went to 12th. The number one country, heaviest drinking country in the EU on the new study, the new survey, Lithuania. Get out. I believe that. And I guess if you lived in (laughs) Lithuania, you might drink. I mean, Ireland, look, you go outside, it's beautiful, at least sometimes of the year, right? You got... uh, you got historic cities. You got things to see. I'm not sure what's going on in Lithuania. I, admittedly, I've never been. That's probably why they drink. You but it may be why they drink. That's exactly what I'm thinking. So, anyway, our condolences to I, to Ireland. And I understand that when the news came out, it was like worse than losing the World Cup. Like people went into mourning. <laughs> That's uh, terrifying. For a little while. Yes, it absolutely is. That'll drive someone so. in Ireland to drink. And and they may be back to number one in the next <laughs> survey. I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, you know, I'd really like to go to Ireland in the next year or so. So. Perhaps I can help while I'm there. We should do a show on Ireland. That's why Conor McGregor lost. (laughs) Hint, hint, the company should pay for us to go. Yes. And you know, by the way, Conor McGregor, he may have lost to Floyd Mayweather, but he's releasing his own Irish whiskey. And Floyd Mayweather is doing a commemorative tequila with Tequila Avion. So, like, everybody's getting into the spirits business these days. Yeah, so... That's just that's so just McGregor's out of fighting. He wants to help his countrymen that's <laughs> right. get back to number that's one. Right. He's you know he's still he's still uh, Irish through and through. So now I don't. This is this next beer is uniquely American. It comes from Missoula, Montana. I've never been to Missoula, but I've heard of it. It's nice. The beer, yeah. however, is called Ivan the Terrible. Yes, it's Imperial the Ivan Stout. the Terrible 2016 Imperial Stout. And I thought that since we had a show where we were trying a beer called Silly Ghosts. 
that perhaps the balance to that would be Ivan, would be the, Ivan terrible. the Terrible. Exactly. You know, so I, so we I don't get to that it's nine and a half percent. Yeah. Well, I knew you would appreciate that, and and yeah. I have a feeling watching you pour this that you're going to appreciate the beer itself like too. A recipe. It, and of it course does we, have yes. sort of sort of a used motor oil kind of look. Yeah. And Ivan looks, uh, you know, uh, significantly menacing there on the uh, on the label of the bottle. Uh, this is yeah. You're right. This is now. It doesn't look too thick, but it certainly looks dark. Now, you know, we've had. You may recall we've had the beer that you brought in that was so thick it had chunks in it. What was that one? Uh, I talk about that, was that one all of the, the time. Harvest ales. Oh my god! I mean, it was delicious. But it would, when you talk about beer being chewy, this beer was really actually. This beer you chewy. can actually get some stuck in your yeah. teeth. It was gelatinous. He's, he's not joking about that. He's like, "What is floating around on my glass?" Uh, so Ivan the in, Terrible in its is defense, from. Though you can't tell if anything's floating around in this glass because the beer is so dark. It's in the so first dark. Place. It's from Big Sky Brewing. In Missoula, Montana, and they make Moose and, Drool. Yes, and, they make uh, Moose Drool. That's where you've heard of them before. There's a few other ones. Moose Drool, I think, is their uh, most popular one now. Well, I will tell you from first whiff, which I think this, is a brown ale. From first whiff, this is nice. This smells amazing. Mm-hmm. I have it's to got, agree. It's got that that perfect stout uh, aroma to it. It's like a oh, raisin bread. A raisin bread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad way to put it. That's mm-hmm. a good stout too. Mm-hmm. It's uh, wow. It's, so it's got a thicker mouthfeel than I was expecting uh-huh. because it's not that thick of a beer in terms of it when you swirl it around in the glass. It, you know, it looks like, uh, you know, it's, like it's big flavor though. Like, really, it's is. big flavor the whole way and the aftertaste in a wonderful way. It's kind of Energizer Bunny keeps on going. Yeah, it's uh, got a great uh, uh, burnt caramel kind of finish to it that. Mm-hmm. That just sits there and goes. You probably want another sip, <laughs> and you probably do. <laughs> That's I do. Good. Well, this one I brought for you. See, this is for sitting through the session IPA with me. <laughs> uh, you got rewarded with the. Uh, you got rewarded with the Ivan the Terrible. Uh, this beer, by the way, is available in Texas. I purchased this at Spec, so you can uh, you can find this in the Texas area as well as I'm sure the greater Missoula uh, Metroplex. Austin is a man who so. says he drinks any beer. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about this one? Well, it's a, uh, I would say it's a definitely a winter beer for me. I like, you know, if it's hot outside, you know, I want, you know, like I said, an IPA or Miller Lite <laughs> or Pearl. I think it's yeah. all about pacing. <laughs> I think it's all about pacing yourself. If you, uh, if you drink a couple of these really fast, you actually won't care. Right, you know, I mix it up. Yeah, I don't. You know, I couldn't do two in a row, but I'll I'll go to this and go to something else. Austin, all um, the seasons. I was down at uh, McCoy's Fine Cigars downtown Houston. Uh, We love going in there. It's one of the most fun uh, stores in the area. Oh yeah, and um, they recommended to me. I said, I said, what? Give me a couple of recommendations. One of the recommendations they gave to me, I brought home. It sat in the humidor for six months, probably. Uh, and it was actually uh, it was Ian's birthday party that I stuck in my pocket, brought it out, and smoked it, and was blown away. And it is now one of easily my top three or four favorite cigars in the world. And it's the Rocky Patel 55. I still have three in my humidor that I kind of covet. They're in, like, yeah. Well, we I, we immediately split a box as soon as I smoked that one at his birthday yeah, party. Yeah, it's so. a it's a great smoke. Um, relatively new and has uh, every line in that in that in the fifty five line is fifty five ring gauge. Right. So you can get a little short guy, short and fat guy, or you can get a long, you know, almost double Corona looking size. Mm-hmm. 
uh, full bodied, medium full. You know, it's it's a like I said earlier, it's it's a full body, but it's for flavor. It's not for you know, not for to knock your socks off or you know make you taste it in your Cheerios the next morning kind of cigar. It's it was it's just a smooth cigar. But it a was lot just of so too. complex. That's just what I loved yeah. about mm-hmm. it. Little Figurato, so many flavors, and that was the one that I got yeah. was the Figurato, and uh, it's just so complex and just. It was one of those I smoked it all the way down to you know a finger burner. We you know? um, we got a little factory. I don't know how many years ago it was in Esteli. So you'll notice the early part of Rocky's catalog. You'll see a lot of our stuff out of Honduras, out mm-hmm. of El Paraiso, and and um, a lot of Honduran cigars. So then Rocky now has his own fields, his own factory, and we do it all from top to bottom in Esteli. And we're not doing all of our cigars there, but a lot of our new stuffs coming out of there that are really taking off for us. That Sungro Maduro you're smoking there is out of our factory in Esteli and the 55, and we got you know a whole host of others that are coming out of that factory. And it's, it's a little factory, and it's, it's, uh, it's fantastic stuff that's coming out of there. And uh, Amilcar is the guy that, that does a lot of the blends down there um, and, and is with Rocky, and he's, he's the guy down there that that's running everything. Uh, and if you guys ever want to come on one of our trips down there, we'll take you to Esteli and yes. show you the factory, oh, yes. show you the fields, and uh, uh, that's a hell of a time. That Let me think like about that for a second. Yes. Yeah. Done. <laughs> By the way, this Sun Maduro has developed. It's picked up a little bit of spice and even uh, uh, a little bit of, uh, like, mocha aftertaste, and it's mm-hmm. really good with both that beer and that gin and the gin yes i i am not bad pairing i'm smoking the edge maduro and i have to tell you the pairing again with both the gin and with this uh, imperial stout just fantastic i mean it's just really picks up the malt and caramel really really well from the uh from the ivan the terrible really really nice uh anything new on the horizon that you can talk about i know some stuff you might um, not be able to. We put stuff out this year. Um, we re-released the 50th. I don't know if you guys remember. It came out oh, in this yeah. big you know, box with Swarovski crystals. And it was a $20 cigar. We now put that into a 10-count bo- 10 box. Same blend. It's, uh, it's got a different bland, uh, band on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic cigar. I love it. I love anything we do box press. Box press and... There's something about the feel of a box press, too. It draws, yes, it draws like a straw. It's effortless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's what I like about box press. Box press is harder to create, though, because you have to, they have to stay in those molds for a yeah. while, right? Yeah, you got to put them in there, and they take a little longer. Um, uh, let's see what else. We got. I don't know if you guys like flavored cigars, but we have a new Java called Java Red. I do like the Javas, yes. And then we have a new um, vintage line coming out. Oh. And it's a, it's a San Andreas. You'll see an orange band on there. I'll have to try um, that. The only difference yeah. between that one and the other ones, it's not not box-pressed. It's a round cigar. But unlike the other vintage lines, the 2003, the 99, 90, 90 92, this one is full-bodied. Uh, it's on the fuller side, the San Andreas wrapper on there. Uh, so it has a little more spice and pepper to it versus the other ones, which are going to be kind of toned down a little bit. I actually bought online, I haven't done this in quite some time, but some Rocky Patel seconds, and they had to have been seconds if they really were seconds they had to have been seconds of the uh of the vintage line and they were all just amazing yeah. about, like half the price of the vintage line i don't know if those are for real or not it's an online thing we do uh you know i don't know a whole lot about that end of our our business but a lot of times we have a very strict you know process of you know quality control and sure so if these things aren't meeting the color you know if they don't meet a certain right color 
within that line if they don't draw test the way it should. We'll uh, we'll sell them off to other people, and they take care of them. I think. Well, <laughs> I I have to say it's such a consistent line of cigars. L- remembering why I love the Edge so much today, <laughs> and the Sun Grown Maduro is just uh, fantastic as well. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely, and talking Thanks Rocky with me. us. This has been a lot of fun, and uh, we'd love to have you back again, especially if you got something new coming out. You got Come it. out and uh, absolutely. Let's, let's tell the world about it. Uh, it's smoking and toasting. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back again next week with two shows, including a uh, visit to the new potato with our friends from Lone Pipe Brewing. Have a great week and uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers. Salud.